0: Together. Thanks
1: for listening to the KC Morning Show.
2: Everything's running smoothly.
1: Yo, 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 yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell, and this right ship, it's your KC Morning. What's the word, Kansas City? A yippee Fry yay to the KC morning hoes. You know what we do on Fridays. Fridays, we get so styled. The fit is so fresh, courtesy of our friends over at Charlie Hustle. KCMS 20, 20% off in-store and slash or online. On the show today, we've got Representative Sharice Davids. She represents the Kansas 3rd in the halls of Congress. She's going to be speaking at the KC Regional Climate Action Summit tomorrow. We've had Representative Cleaver on the show earlier this week. Cassie Joy, who's going to be singing them songs at the KC Regional Climate Action Summit. It's going to be a phenomenal day. And Rep. Davids also taking the stage. But before all that, you're going to hear from her here. Yes, right here on Casey Morning Show. Then we wrap with a little sports thing, courtesy of my brother, Nate Bucati, co-host of the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB, talking a little soccer. The beautiful game, Sporting KC, taking on Nashville at Children's Mercy Park. So come kick it with us, literally, SportingKC.com. All right, my friends, that's all I got. I love you. You are the best. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends about us. And if you want to attend the KC Regional Climate Action Summit, shoot me a DM on the Twitters, and I'll get you a ticket. Yeah, how about that? Conditions ideal, a good day to be a Kansas Cityan Oh. Always. We'll see you in the morning. Bye.
2: That creed, a creed at the core of every American whose story is not yet written. Yes, we can.
1: The KC Morning Show. For the first time on your KC Morning Show, we are honored to have Representative Sharice Davids. She represents the third district in DC out in Congress, and we have so much of the Congress to get into. Representative Davids, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. You're going to be speaking tomorrow over at the KC Regional Climate Summit. It's going to be at Johnson County Community College. Mayor Quentin Lucas is going to be speaking. Congressman Cleaver, we have representatives from the EPA and HUD and the European Union. This is a beautiful thing. Representative Davids, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you.
2: Yeah, it's good to be here. I'm glad to get to talk to you about this.
1: We have lived a lot of history together the last few years since you have entered the halls of Congress. Our mission today is climate, it's environmentalism, it's going green. Another thing Mm. on our list of things that we've got to do because this is the only planet we've got, Representative Davids, Mm -hmm. you know that. Tell us the importance of what we've got going on tomorrow at the summit.
2: Yeah, so I'm glad we're I'm glad we're getting a chance to kind of highlight and and share a bit about the climate action KC summit. I'm going to be in conversation tomorrow talking about the uh, first of all the regional approach that we're seeing to tackling climate change, particularly through the lens of transportation and infrastructure. As the uh, resident infrastructure nerd, I am excited to. Uh, Be able to discuss and share and hear a bit more about how the Kansas City metro area and Kansas uh, in particular is uniquely positioned to take advantage of or capitalize on some of the federal infrastructure funding that we were able to pass through the bipartisan infrastructure bill and to be able to do that with such great collaboration across state lines. You mentioned it already. Congressman Cleaver um, is going to be also speaking and we've been working together on this uh, bi-state sustainable reinvestment corridor concept and yeah, I, I I just think that there's so many people in our area who recognize the importance of what we have in front of us and the task ahead.
1: For so long, I think when we were talking about this mission that we we're on, it was so aspirational and it still is aspirational, but you mentioned the bipartisan infrastructure bill. So, not mm-hmm. only is it aspirational, but we've got stuff now that we're working with that we can we can do this thing.
2: Yeah. And I think that, you know, when when we passed the bipartisan infrastructure law. We saw investments in electric vehicle infrastructure, clean clean energy, uh, energy efficiency for homes and buildings. We got climate resiliency included into the policy uh, so that, you know, especially as we see more and more of these impacts the severe weather that we're experiencing more and more often. I mean, our area, if I say flooding, probably have like a visceral emotional response to that because we've experienced so much of that around here. Building in resiliency and sustainability into these areas as we go forward is so important. And, you know, I'm going to keep working to, in addition to the infrastructure bill we just passed, to to look for ways to get additional policies that are going to invest in clean energy production. You know, Kansas has some of the highest wind potential energy and uh, not just in the country, but in the world.
1: Well, I think you just touched on the follow-up question I have is why is our area, you represent the Kansas third, and you said this is a mm-hmm. cross-state line endeavor because this is our rendezvous with destiny. So mm-hmm. why, why do you feel like we are so well-positioned in the heartland to not just be going along with what the changes are, but leading on this front?
2: Yeah, that's actually a really great way to think about it is that we are able to take the lead on a bunch of stuff. You know, Climate Action KC, I love being able to tell people around the country about the work that's happening here, because I think a lot of times people have misperceptions about what's important to folks uh, here in in Kansas or Missouri or or the Kansas City metro area. And some of the unique position and, and strengths that we have is, First of all, our location, our geographic location, when it comes to transportation and infrastructure, we are central, not just geographically, but also because of, you know, we have the second largest rail hub in the country, the Kansas and Missouri meet here. We've got some of the biggest and most important intermodal hubs. Like, people get their goods because of the work that happens in our region. And so I think that uh, in addition to things like having high wind potential. Um, you know, for energy production, we also are able to really be that connector for the entire country. And given the supply chain issues that we've been seeing impacting uh almost every single aspect of our lives. If we're investing in this stuff here in our area, it's going to be good for the entire country. So
1: Representative Davids, when you're walking the halls of D.C., you know, and moving and shaking, what is your your pitch for (laughs) our area? What's your pitch that you're making for the Kansas third? What's the pitch for our metropolitan area at large? What are you telling these folks? How are you bragging on us?
2: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely bragging on the the expertise that we have. We've got some of the best engineering uh, companies. Our entrepreneurial ecosystem is something that uh, lends itself to helping to address some of the biggest problems that we're facing, you know? And I think that, I think that making sure that people understand that, that we are, I mean, I'm just going to say it, we're in a hotbed of innovation activity here. You know, we've got everything from telecom to logistics expertise to engineering expertise to aviation. If you're in a plane and it's landing anywhere in the world, there are companies right here in the Kansas Third that are helping to make sure that that happens. So I'm constantly sharing with people that it's not it's not just about me, you know, fighting to get resources to Kansas or the Kansas Third or the Kansas City metro area. It's that there's specific reasons why. If we're investing in supporting our small businesses, if we're investing in increasing access to broadband here, if we're making sure that we have clean drinking water and that there's investments going into wastewater and flooding mitigation, that this is going to be good for the entire country. In addition to me being literally the resident infrastructure nerd in the Kansas third, I'm i I'm quickly making a name for myself as an infrastructure nerd in D.C. because I have so much to be able to brag about from our area.
1: I mentioned this earlier, and I'm not kidding. We really have lived so much history together. I'm thinking the highest of highs since you've even been walking those halls of Congress. You've seen us bring home a Super Bowl, but you've also been there. You've also been there on January 6th. You know, we've lived Mm -hmm. through a global pandemic. On this show, we call Mm. the Panini. It was 24 months of this Panini that we have been living through. What have you learned about yourself as you're doing this job, representing the people? Politics is people, Rep. Davids. What have you learned doing this? What are you learning doing this?
2: I mean, I think right now, one of the biggest things that I feel like uh, I've been reflecting on is, is that it's so important for us to figure out ways, you know, from my perspective as a policymaker or legislator is to make sure that we recognize that. I mean, this is about people that we have to make sure that people have the resources that they need. And yes, that means financial resources, but it also means support. You know, humans are not designed to be in this level of stress and anxiety and fear and trauma, which is what's been going on with the pandemic and so many other things for this long. And so, I mean, I think that what I've learned about myself is that the amount of gratitude I have for being able to be in this position at this time in history like that's one piece, but it's it is so important for us to, as policymakers, really be listening to what's going on with people. And if we're doing that, then I think that we can. I think we can be in a, a much better and stronger place when we come out the other side of. Whether it's the public health crisis with the pandemic or the economic crisis, that that spurred my hope and what I've seen from our community is lots of people stepping up and saying, what can I do to be helpful and how can I help support other people? I think seeing that across across our region has been has been really phenomenal.
1: Representative Sharice Davids, she represents the Kansas third. I always wrap up all of our interviews, Representative, with this simple question. Is it Still a good day to be a Kansas Cityan, Rep
2: Davids. Oh, absolutely. It's always a good day. I mean, also, we've got, I mean, how many national championships are we going to bring home in this region? Come on
1: now. And we're not done. And we're not done changing the world either. We are not done. You're going to be speaking at the KC Regional Climate Action Summit that's happening Saturday tomorrow over at Johnson County Community College. Thank you so much for what you do. Your work is appreciated. You are appreciated. We got the best village in the world. Thank you.
2: the KC morning
1: show On my phone he is referred to as Brother Bucati Nate Bucati one of the co-hosts of the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB We got beef it goes back years but you know what you know what I- I'm going to pull back the curtain I love this man he's going to probably be officiating my wedding and I can now call him a coworker you love it when a plan comes together Nate Bucati, what up, man? Have I been downgraded to just probable for the wedding? I'm not going to say that it's a a downgrade, but it's absolutely a lateral move for sure, yeah.
0: Okay, all right. I thought I was locked and loaded, but all right, well, I'll take
1: it. I mean, kitty, Katie's got you as a, as a sharpied-in selection. I'm not so confident because I like to weigh all my options because, you know, we're professionals here, yeah. Nate Bucati. So you, I think you understand that, though, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. You, you don't want to get yourself uh, locked down, you know, unless you have to. <laughs> Nate Bucati, is this... No, this is. This is the first time on your KC Morning Show. Well, welcome. The water is warm. It's uh, it's, it's an honor and a privilege. I've been waiting by the phone for this call for a long time. Nate <laughs> Bucati, I think, as the, uh, the best sports radio morning show in Kansas City himself and Stephen St. John, they've been doing this for a long time. Nate, when did you hop on with the Border Patrol? What year was that?
0: Gosh, I think it was about 2007. It's so about 15 years ago.
1: So, man, tell me just how how is this industry because you know especially as you and i have become dare i say family man we have seen this industry that we love we're we're not purists, but I would say that we're radio romantics. Man, what's it like still doing this thing in 22?
0: It's a lot of fun. It's a challenge. You know, you got to you got to try to stay relevant. You got to try to change with the times. You know, I had a religion teacher at Bishop Ward High School who said the only permanent thing in your life is change. So you might as well get used to it. And, and that's kind of this industry, right? But it's fun because I think at the end of the day, it's still about connecting with people in a way that they feel like is authentic and uh, they feel like they're a part of. And hopefully that's what we do.
1: Cause, what did you think when you when you got the call up, essentially, to be calling a professional sports team? You're the voice of sporting Kansas City. That's pretty. That's pretty damn cool, man. You are also the guy that can tell the occasional d- joke on the morning show. Did you think that maybe, <laughs> like, did you outshoot your coverage on this? Nate, you, Katie, what were you thinking, man?
0: Well, I wanted to be a sportscaster since I was a kid, and my heroes were always the play-by-play guys. I love the way they told stories. And I wanted to be one of those guys. But really, I just wanted to be a sportscaster of any kind. So I took every job I could find ever since I got out of college. Hadn't really thought a lot about doing talk radio, to be honest with you. But that was actually the opportunity that came first. So I jumped on it. It's been a lot of fun. It's, it's, and now I feel really blessed to be able to do both.
1: Nashville coming to Children's Mercy Park. You'll be on the call. Our brother also, Jacob Peterson, who, man, talk about someone who has come into his own as a broadcaster. Former sporting KC player himself. One of the greats. And now you two, I think, really something special. Allie Trost on the sidelines. What you seeing, SKCV, them dirty dogs from Nashville.
0: Nashville's good. Um, th- their record's 2-2-1, two, two, and one, but they've played all five of their first games away from home because they're building a brand-new stadium that's going to be ready uh, next month. So they've got three more games on this road trip to start the season. They're good. They're very good defensively. They had the best defensive record in the, uh, in the league last year. They've got a really good attacking player named Honey Buktar, who you got to watch out for. Some former SKC guys in CJ Sapong and Teal Bunbury that play for the team – a former front office guy and Mike Jacobs from Sporting KC, who's the GM there, former MLS Cup trophy winner, and Chance Myers is their director of player personnel. So there's a lot of similarities between these franchises, so it should be a good game.
1: Some fan favorites coming back home to Children's Mercy Park as well for Sporting KC, right? I saw a tweet you made earlier. Want to break a little news for me, Nate Bucati?
0: Yeah, Rillian Collins, guy that was the MVP of the MLS Cup Final in 2013, just announced his retirement, and he's coming back. If you're a season ticket holder and you come early to the game, you can get autographs. You can find all the details at SportingKC.com. But, yeah, I posted a picture. I got to be on the field. This was before I was doing the uh, Sporting KC play-by-play. They asked me to come on the field and uh, and address the crowd before they did the ring ceremony at Children's Mercy Park back in 2013, and that's when I got my pick with uh, – Mr. Collins,
1: who is a 40KC hero. Yeah, I would hope that this was taken before you took the job, Nate, because yeah, there's just no no journalistic integrity at all. Those frosted tips, Nate Bukaty, also really something to behold.
0: Iconic, even. I started dyeing my hair gray uh, once I got the job to uh, to give myself a little more credibility. You
1: know. <laughs> before I let you go, how pumped are you for the men's national team, baby? Huh? How about that? Uh, can't even put it into words, man. We're gonna be
0: we're gonna be doing our thing at those watch parties in yeah, November. You know that.
1: I got a chance to go to that game in Atlanta. 70,000 folks at an MLS game. That's winning for all of us, man. It just
0: keeps growing, and it's no surprise to me. I mean, uh, I, I think that this league, the trajectory is only onward and upward over at least the next five years for that World Cup here in Kansas, here in, the, in the United States and hopefully here in Kansas
1: City. Nate Bucati, my brother, Nate Bucati. He is one of the hosts of the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB and also the voice of Sporting Kansas City. My brother, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, sounds good. I love you, man. I love you. I love you. I believe that I love Nate you, Katie. You look at that.
0: The wind blows
1: hard against this mountainside, across the sea into my soul, it reaches into where I cannot hide, setting my feet upon the